0: Programs and welcome to the Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And I'm
1: Derek Diamond. Would we got us a
0: guest in this week? One of my yes, very best friends on the planet. And also my co-host over at Pop Culture Palette, Mr. Wallace Phelps. Hi! <laughs> the meat smoker himself. <laughs> Who lives long. <laughs> he lives long and correct. he smokes meats.
2: I I absolutely smoke meats all the time in the hood of my car.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, usually we start off the show with talking about what we've done this week. And um, we'll let our guest go first. Wally, what have you been up to this weekend?
2: This weekend I've been just keeping up with the D23 Expo news Mm -hmm. that has been coming out. And just how incredibly bonkers everything that has been announced has been um uh, there's even some video game related news that have come out uh i mean nothing retro <laughs> uh,
0: well i did see <laughs> yes. uh, stephanie let us know that the kingdom hearts trailer dropped yesterday and it's got a 2018 release date
2: yes yeah it's and it looks gorgeous. I actually, somebody in the Disney community uh, put a side by side comparison of Rex from the first movie, the actual Rex from the first movie, and Rex in K- Kingdom Hearts. And he looks better now than he did in the movie. <laughs> and that that's bonkers to me
0: yeah I, th- it looks really good i mean even though i i kind of don't really have a background with it like i'd never played kingdom hearts i didn't even know what it was a game until stephanie came on board and she was just so in love with that franchise that um i but i've never played it so i really don't really have anything to say about it one way or the other. I just know it looks great.
1: Yeah. I'm... Yeah, I I absolutely love the Kingdom Hearts series. I remember hearing about the first one way back in the day for the PS2. Just thinking of the concept of Disney mixed with Final Fantasy was really interesting to me. But it turned out really, really well. And it's cool seeing all the classic Disney characters interact with each other, especially the villains. Specifically in the first one, you've got Maleficent, Ursula, Captain Hook, and several others that are all meeting together. So it's almost like a a dream movie come to life that you never really knew you wanted. And we've waited so long for the third one. There have been other like spinoff-type games But this is the first true or second true sequel to Kingdom Hearts One, and it's long, long overdue, and I can't wait for it. The Toy Story stuff looked great. I can't wait for it. I like that they actually just said twenty eighteen and didn't give any type of like a a month or a quarter. So we find out, oh well, it's gonna be delayed for six months. So yeah. Some point between January and December, we'll get Kingdom Hearts, and I'm absolutely stoked for it.
2: Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not really a kingdom hearts fan, uh, to be honest, but it's a lot of, I'm one of those few people that don't like role playing games at all. And it's an action RPG, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, I could really just take it or leave it. I don't want to have to play the game to get to all the cool stuff. And, uh, that lovely song that's playing there in the background, I don't know who that was. (laughs) Oh, that was me. uh, (laughs) But, uh, no, it, you know, it, it, It appeals to me on a level of, you know, I love all things Disney and the fact that they put together, you know, all of the like the greatest hits of Disney, so to speak, is very attractive to me. But I just never got into it.
0: Yeah, I I just I never even knew what it was, uh, like I said, until uh, Stephanie came on board. And even then, I still don't know much about it. I mean, I'd, I'd check it out but I'm not going to go out of my way.
1: Yeah, the gameplay is a little clunky. I played the um I think it was the remastered version for PS3. I want to say it was and the controls were a little a little dated. Yeah. So it, it that can be a little frustrating for somebody who's, you know, jumping into it that didn't, you know, grow up with it or play it when it first came out. So that would be something to keep in mind if you ever do go back and play it. But like I said, it, it's a game that's long overdue. A lot of people have been waiting a long time for it. And I'm glad that they've finally given a release date or a, a release period for it. Yeah. But, the, I, but all the D23 stuff has been crazy. Like the I Kind of segwaying a little bit. Those Last Jedi posters, the ones that have the red accents and all the outfits, cool. those look yeah. so, so good. Those are awesome. I want all of them.
0: Oh, did you see the uh the featurette that they released?
1: I haven't watched it yet.
0: Oh, it's awesome. Makes me want another trailer really, really badly. Like right now. I wanna I tell with the trailer. I wanna watch watch the movie right now.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, that's not gonna happen. We're gonna get one more trailer b- between now and then. So
0: yeah.
2: Uh still looks great. Speaking of Star Wars, did you see all the interactive elements with the upcoming Star Wars stuff that's going into Disney World and Disneyland? Yeah, it's a lot of stuff I can't afford. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, the the hotel definitely cuz uh they did announce a hotel that's basically an interactive real life, honest to god, you're in Star Wars hotel. Uh, From the moment you get there you get put on a transport and you're flown to your room and there's food included and you change clothes you're playing a character there's space outside your window stupid stuff but it it, it's going to be rather extravagant as far Mm -hmm. as the price is concerned Um, Star Wars land on the other hand everything I said, it would be on our other show uh, for the patrons where it's going to be completely interactive. Uh, The you're going to, although the the millennium Falcon experience is a situation that is, there's going to be somebody flying, somebody who is uh, controlling the gun, somebody who's controlling the navigation systems. So as a family, you have to work to fly this ship.
1: I like it. Yeah, I like
2: it a lot. And whatever happens, actually spills off into the rest of your day at, at Star Wars Land. So if you you know if you're doing very well, you might get you know uh, a somebody coming up to you asking if you want to uh, to hunt somebody for a bounty or <laughs> uh, for for Republic credits and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to pull this off. But it, it sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> it's gonna be so awesome! I can't wait till Star Wars Land opens. I'm so excited.
1: It can't get here soon enough. I know.
0: I wish it would be open in February when I go back. <clears throat> but uh, but Derek, what are what have you been up to this week?
1: Uh, let's see. Well, I've been working, and I've been working, and I've been working more. Uh, we're the- as, as we're recording this, we had game eight of nine in a row Ooh. at work. So it's pretty much been you know, 12, 13-hour days straight since Sunday, the... Let me look at the date. Actually, one week from today. Wow. One week go today. So <laughs> it's uh, a little exhausted. I'm not going to lie. It's probably good that we're not doing the video version of this. Otherwise, you'd see massive bags under my eyes. But yeah, uh, it, it's been... It's been better than it has been in the past when it comes to, you know, long periods of work like this. I, I've still had time to, you know, do a couple of interviews for my show and uh, almost finish with my script for my short film. Nice. So that should be, um, I'm about two thirds of the way done with it and hope to have it finished uh, within the next couple of days. So That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to read it when you're that'll done. That'll be exciting. Yeah, I'll send it to both of you. I'd love to get both of your opinions on it. Awesome. woohoo! Um, I've yeah. just been uh, pretty busy in the last week or so.
0: It seems like I have something to do every single night. And um, usually the weekends are spent, like my Sundays are usually spent as my rest day. But today I decided to uh, get a table at the DIY dealer's room at our local comic shop. So that I could sell um, some of my stuff. I got a lot of collectibles and everything. I just don't have the room for anymore. So the wife and I are going on a vacation next week. We're going to Hot Springs, Arkansas for uh, almost a week. And um, needed a little money. So I decided to sell some of my wares today. And actually did pretty well. Even though it was raining. It started raining about noon. And that pretty much drove everybody away. But before the rain started, we actually got quite a few people in there, and I was uh, unloading lots and lots of Star Wars merchandise. Nice. Sweet. So it was a good day all around. I just wish I had another day of rest before working the next four days and then going on vacation. But I'll get my rest soon enough. But on that note, Um, actually I wanted to tell everybody the reason you're not going to get any news stories tonight is because we are recording this episode a week beforehand and we didn't want to give you any old news because I'm not going to be here next week and we didn't want you to go without a show. So we decided to pull Mr. Wally in and uh, we're going to do some, uh, we're going to do some this month in video game history and then we're going to go into our review for the evening. So here we go into this month in video game history. In July of 1987, Technos Japan Corporation releases the Double Dragon Arcade game, which is distributed internationally by the Taito Corporation. Did you guys ever play Double Dragon in the actual arcade? I did not.
2: I did, uh, you know, but, it, you know, not, not often.
0: Yeah, I I do like the uh, the arcade version much better than the NES version, but when I was a kid... Man, I love the NES version, but now that I'm older, it does not hold up all that well. At least I don't think so. I'll, I'll probably get wrecked for saying that. Well,
2: I mean, it's I really enjoyed the game back in the day. Um, you know, because beat 'em up games were in vogue because yeah. of this game, I think it was. And uh, and it's pronounced Taito, by the way. Oh, but, is it Taito? uh I didn't know. That. I always <laughs> thought it was Taito that that sounds delicious but
0: <laughs> <It's> we <internet. laughs>
2: uh, but we but we we used to play that game all the time on the Nintendo so I don't uh, I didn't play it in the arcade all that much I guess I didn't the only beat' up games I used to play in the arcade a lot was the uh, x-men game um and the Simpsons game that was out oh
1: yeah I love the simpsons game oh yeah the Simpsons arcade game was a classic um, i I've briefly played it on the uh, on the NES, but never really delved into it all that much. Yeah. My nah, my most good. notable note from it is seeing it in the wizard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has
2: over however many. Points
1: what did he say? And
0: like he was like he's got over ten thousand points in or something in Double Dragon. Like you can do that like on the first stage.
2: Yeah, for first two
1: guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, All kicked right. ass on Double Dragon. Yeah. On July 5th, 1987, The Leisure Suit Larry in the Land of the Lounge Lizards. Yes, that is the, the actual title. Adventure is released by Sierra Entertainment. Um, I've heard of this series, but I've never played a single game in this series. I think they did one for PS2 yeah. uh, several yeah. years ago. Yeah, I remember. The I've, leisure I've never suit. played this before. Yeah, I
0: remember the Leisure Suit Larry games. They were big kind of computer games back when I was a kid, and they were you know more adult oriented, which they're they're pretty tame by today's standards, but back in the day, they was pretty scandalous.
2: Yeah, this was the uh, the boobies genre of games yeah. that were uh, <laughs> big for a very brief amount of time in yeah. the late uh 80s and early 90s i mean le- now it, it's legendary and and it's content but you're right it, it is kind of silly now that we look at it today oh,
0: of course yeah
2: this was the grand theft auto of its time yeah
0: <laughs> it wasn't even that <laughs> bad <laughs> no it wasn't no <laughs>
2: And uh, in July 7th of 1987, Konami released Metal Gear for the MSX2 home computer platform in Japan and
0: Europe. And when did it get released in America on NES? It had to be around this time. Let me look it up. Let's see. Uh, Metal Gear. Metal
1: Gear. It was released in, let's see, NES June of 1988. Ah, so a year later. That's how yeah. it usually
0: worked back then, though. Everything that came out overseas always came out over here uh, like a year or two later, and then released in Europe like a year after us. So that's usually how it worked back in the day. It was a weird time for video games.
2: Ha- have you? Did you ever play the original Metal Gear?
0: I did, and I did not like it at all. Not me neither. <laughs> it was way too hard. I I... I I'm not a fan of the stealth genre of games, where you have to be stealthy. (laughs) I guess that's... Yeah. But I'm just not into that. I like to go into places guns blazing, and I'm just... I'm not good at it at all. Well... I mean, it would have been nice if I
2: would, would have known that it was a stealth game to yeah. begin with. <laughs> you know, because when I, I remember how frustrated I was as a kid the first time I played it. Every time I ran out there, it's like, I keep getting shot! This isn't how this is supposed to go. How am I supposed to get through the first screen?
0: <laughs> exactly. I think that's why I hated it, too, was because I just would get killed too much, and I'm like, just, I would get, and like, just, no, I don't want to play this anymore. It was a wasted a wasted rental over the weekend, I felt like. Yeah. And uh, July 20th of 1988, Capcom releases Bionic Commando for NES Famicom based on the 1987 arcade game of the same title. I really liked Bionic Commando back in the day for the NES, and then they did a, an updated version of it a few years ago. I think it was for the Xbox 360, um, but I never got to play that one.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I've never heard of this before.
0: It's a it's a really good game. It's it's got a really good premise to it, and the 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 gameplay is really pretty solid. And it was a Capcom game too. So Capcom games were always pretty good back in the day.
2: Yeah, I never played it. I I was familiar, but I never actually played it. Um, the, it was one of those where it had one of those, um, uh, one of those uh game covers that were compelling. But you never got around to actually buying it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it just, uh, I don't know, it just didn't seem like uh, my cup of tea. But, you know, years later, it's like, of course it is. <laughs> you know, <laughs> of course I wanted to buy this now because it d- does look like something that I would want to play i mean the the advertise remember back in the day the advertisements and the magazines made every game look so
0: epic oh yeah and- i still have my comic books from back you know back in the late 80s when you know it would be almost every single advertisement in the arcade or the uh, the comic books would be nintendo games absolutely I mean, this one was
2: no, no exception. Cause it would show like a hand being ripped apart, but there was a robot hand
0: underneath. Yeah. And <laughs> well, no, this, and, that, that you're thinking of shatter hand.
2: Well, see, shatter hand is a very similar, similar thing where it was like, uh, that one's, it was coming at you. Yeah. Uh, this one was like, you know, it was like a side view.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know?
2: It it was, it's just, it was more cartoony than the shatter hand one.
0: Yeah. And actually, Shatterhand had
2: had like a whole two-page spread. Oh, I know. If I'm
0: not... (laughs) And that's actually considered a pretty rare game these days. That one goes for a good bit of money. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Let's see. July 29th
1: of 1992, Echo the Dolphin is released, the first in the series. I never played this game, but I do remember seeing a lot about it uh, during the heyday of the Genesis. I felt like you know sonic was the main sega mascot but echo was not as heavily publicized but i felt like it it got some backing in a way but i i never played any of these games
0: yeah i didn't either i used to see a lot of advertisements for this game but you know you're not going to get kids wanting to play a game based on a dolphin <laughs> it's just i don't know am i wrong in thinking that I mean, if you're from Miami, maybe, maybe, um. <laughs> but
2: uh, it's, wouldn't it be wonderful if, uh, if Echo the Dolphin was a football game, but, uh, it's, I haven't played it before. It's, it's, it's really not that great. So it's, you know,
0: wasn't this a Sega CD game? No, it was a Genesis
2: game. Oh
1: Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, they had a Sega CD one. I think Echo 2 was a Sega CD. I think that might um, be
0: the one that's sticking in my head the most. Because I can still almost see the advertisement in my mind. Yeah, I remember yeah, seeing it. I'm looking at the cover of it now. I used to see this advertisement all the time. And I'm like, yep, this doesn't look interesting at all.
1: And it's pretty yeah. much on every like every Sega classic collection that they put on like the Xbox or the PlayStation. It's always on there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean cuz they uh, had to put it on there I guess. I mean, I've had it for uh and they had like an Echo Junior too mm-hmm. at some point. So I mean, they, they it just wasn't a good game.
1: It really just
2: wasn't. It didn't look why. like it. And it was an early game for the Genesis too. It was um uh before the ratings
0: and everything and they had they had more than one of them. So I guess people liked them. I guess so. I mean, you, it's, you've got to sell them to make a sequel. So,
2: yeah, that's true. Well, on July fourteenth of nineteen ninety three, Nintendo releases Super Mario All Stars for the Super NES. It featured updated remakes of the first three Super Mario Brothers games, including the Japanese
0: version of Super
2: Mario Brothers two, playable outside of Japan for the very first time.
0: It's actually one of the games that's on my must-get list for the the SNES. I really want to get pick up a copy of this game.
2: I really liked Super Mario All Stars because it it did it was basically a graphical upgrade, but mm-hmm. it also ran pretty much on the engine that Super Mario World did, and Super Mario Brothers Two, the Lost Levels, is what they called it.
0: Yeah, uh, mm-hmm.
2: was it, it's super hard. Oh yeah. It was remarkable how hard that was.
1: Well, it's changed
0: it for the American release is because they thought it was too hard.
1: Yeah. I remember getting this game for the first time and I thought that you know it was some type of special edition of like Mario Brothers. Like I didn't know that it was a Japanese version of a game that was never released in the United States. Because I was, I don't remember how old I was at the time, but, you know, I loved Mario All-Stars, getting to play, you know, remastered versions of the old games. Not just graphical, but the music was updated a little bit. Uh, The gameplay was pretty smooth. So, you know, going back and playing those classic games on the Super Nintendo was really cool. it's, It's up there on my list of SNES games. I haven't seen it in stores yet since I've really started collecting retro games again. Yeah. But I, I hope to find it at some point. Mario All Stars is a really good compilation. Yeah, it, it I imagine it's probably one of those games
0: you're going to pay probably you know a premium for. I would imagine this goes for at least twenty five to thirty five bucks. I would think oh, on sure. average, because um, it is one of those games that everybody wants to get. That you know is getting into retro gaming or whatever. Like this is one of the must haves for the SNES, and I imagine it's yeah. probably going to get worse. Now once the Super Nintendo Classic comes out, you're going to get a lot more people wanting to get um Super Nintendo's and going and looking at games. So I think it's just going to make prices kind of skyrocket. Probably. Yeah. But uh but right now we're gonna talk about um books. So Derek, I'm gonna let you talk about books and recommend something because I recommend the same stuff every week because
1: that's all I ever listen to is the same stuff. <laughs> But hey, if you like it, then you know why why change it? I know exactly. you've been reading the Dark Tower series a oh, lot. Of course, I have. For you, the but for you, the listeners of the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Um, books that I've read in the past that I would definitely recommend: Star Wars Bloodline. If you really want to know what a lot of stuff happens between. Return of the Jedi, and Force Awakens, and it's a very Leia-centric story. Mm -hmm. It it takes a bit for it to really get going, but once it gets going, it gets really, really good. Uh, That one is great. Uh, It's written by Claudia Gray. Another book I really like is uh, Chris Jericho's latest autobiography, if you're a WWE fan. It's called The Best in the World at What I Have No Idea. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And I've just started listening to... Um, An astrophysics book, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. So once I'm finished with that, I'll let everyone know how that is. But the point of me listing off those books are they have every genre for every type of reader. If you like mysteries, romance, fiction, nonfiction, if you're a gamer, they have Halo, Gears of War, Mass Effect. They have a ton of Star Wars books. They have everything. There's no excuse for you to not use Audible. And if you're always on the go like I am, then Audible is a great service to be able to read when you're in your car or even at work. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave for your free audiobook. And coming up this week, we're going to be talking about...
0: Ah, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the Nintendo Entertainment System, released by Konami under the Ultra Games imprint in the USA uh, in 1989. It was a side-scroller, and I'm gonna say... I started playing this again the other night. I played it a couple of months back, I popped it in, didn't really get too far into it, but I really did give it a shot again the other night, and I'm... I've always kind of been up and down about this game. Because when I was a kid, this was the hardest game I owned. And not because of lack of skill or anything. I think that just... There are things to like about this game and there's things to, to not like about it. But first, let me go ahead and talk about the plot. The Ninja Turtles... All four of them, Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, and Donatello, are on a mission to retrieve the Life Transformer gun from Shredder, a device that could restore their Sensei Splinter back to his human form. The Turtles' first objective is to rescue their reporter friend April O'Neil, who is being held captive by Bebop and Rocksteady somewhere in the city. After rescuing April, the Turtles must swim underwater to disarm a series of bombs to Set to destroy a dam, rescue Splinter from the Mecha Turtle, destroy a giant Mouser, find the Technodrome, and eventually defeat Shredder. I don't know about you guys, but um, Wally, I know you played this game when you were a kid, and uh, Derek, I don't know if you've ever played this game. I think it kind of gets a bad rap, because I really did give it another, like, an unbiased look at it the other night. And actually, I don't think this game is as bad as people remember it being thoughts you can go ahead
2: Wally (laughs) I think it was I think it was a fine game it was just harder than it needed to be
0: and I think it was the reason for that is I would love to see an updated version of this game And, and don't get me wrong this game pales in comparison to the later games in the series like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 the arcade game uh, turtle's in Time those are by far much better games and more fun but as far as a side scroller platformer this game really isn't that bad the only real problem I have with this game is the turtles themselves the the gameplay the the controls they're just way too stiff and unreliable because there are a lot of precision jumps that you have to make in this game and things of that nature the You know, the animations for the turtles. Some of the, like, Donatello, he's the most powerful and he's way OP. Like, he's way overpowered in this game, but he's so slow with his attacks. And, you know, the way the turtles jump and you have really don't have any kind of precision of where you land. And there's a lot of places in this game where you have to make precision jumps. So... I think if they were to actually go back and do an updated version of this game and just tighten up the controls and give the, the turtles a little more, uh, uh, some better animation with their weapons, I think this game would be so much better. And another problem I noticed with this game also is there's a lot of slowdown in this game because there are so many enemies on the screen at one time at at a lot of the times in this game.
2: Yeah. I mean, one of the things that that bothered me the most about it is that it, it does feel like you're trying to control the turtles through a windstorm. yeah exactly (laughs) i mean because you you just seem to be going for a ninja they're going super slow yeah and it's it's borderline ridiculous (laughs) and the and sometimes the, the 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 um bad guys that you're fighting are super fast yeah um I mean, because like whenever there's like a ton of stuff on screen at the same time, it does slow down to a crawl. But like when you're fighting a boss where it's the only thing you're fighting, it's like super fast and your turtle
0: can't keep up and it's weird. Yeah. And now imagine playing a game like this, like if you had the same sort of tight, fast moving turtles like you had in the second game or hell, even like Ninja Gaiden speed and precision of the turtles. Like if you could play this game with that sort of precision, this game wouldn't be lauded as much as it is. I think a lot of the problem with this game is just how damn slow
1: the turtles are. Yeah. I I would agree with that. I think, you know, the concept of this game is a lot of fun. I, it's a different type of game than the arcade game or Turtles in Time. It's not, you know, it's not like a side scroller beat 'em up type thing. It's more like a traditional platformer in a way well uh, but i think go ahead i was gonna say another thing i noticed that really
0: made this game more enjoyable for me the other night i finally figured out how to read the map system on the 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 pause screen Mm -hmm. and it because i used to just drive around aimlessly because if you've never played this game before there's you know, there's the side-scrolling platform areas, but then there's like an overworld area, which is kind of it's semi-open world. I would say it's you know it's not complete open world, but you know you have certain paths you have to take. But you're it's it's a non-linear kind of experience, and um, you know I used to just drive around aimlessly until <laughs> I got to where I needed to be. But now I actually figured out how to read the map, and it, it kind of made the game this, that much better.
1: Yeah. Now My first introduction to this game, I didn't play this one until after I played the arcade game. So my view of it was kind of... I don't want to say skewed, but I was like, oh, this is interesting. Because like you, the the controls were, were not very good. The turtles moved slow. Donatello was ridiculously so It would take him like five seconds yeah. to, you know, hit something with his bow staff. But you only had to hit and, something one time though, because he was so yeah, overpowered. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous, and the whole bosses being way faster than the turtles. I, I remember specifically fighting Rocksteady, and him charging from one side of the screen to the other, mm-hmm. and you barely have time to jump over him because that's how fast he moves compared to your character. So I I agree with a lot of what you say, Jason. I think if this game were to be updated and the controls were to be, you know, tightened up a little bit and the game flowed a little bit better, I think this would actually be a well-received game.
0: Yeah, because I mean the graphics on this game are fantastic, and that's another thing that I noticed. For an
1: NES game, they're not terrible. Yeah, there there was a lot
0: of care went into this game. It's just, you know the controls are just like, like you're trying to fly a tank. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. But I really did enjoy playing it the other night. I died a lot though. And I also (laughs) remembered and remembered very quickly that if you go into the dam section where you have to um, go through all the seaweed and the electricity to disarm the bombs, if you don't go into that area with, all of your turtles at full health, you're not getting through there. There's just no way.
2: Yeah. I yeah. Mean, you know, even if you get in there with full health, there's no guarantee because yeah. that was one of the most punishing levels of any video game ever. Well, did and you, you got the picture got- I sent
0: you the other night, right?
2: Yeah, I, I it was like in the middle, like ju- I was laid. I was in I'm bed. I'm sorry.
0: I was so happy when I got it through. It like, that section. I never
2: get text messages from you after eight thirty because you're an old man, uh-huh. and it's at <laughs> eleven ten. I'm looking at it right now at eleven ten. There's a screenshot of him in the seaweed with the uh, turtle. <laughs> um. Just saying okay, and he says two seconds left. And I'm like, <laughs> What, dude? I am in bed, dude. I could, I,
0: <laughs> I needed to share that with you guys because I'm telling you, the anxiety was through the roof during that section.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got the same message too. And you're like, Two seconds left. I was like, Holy shit, I can never get past that level! No, I'd that was so hard.
2: I mean, I, I had that game whenever I was younger. Um, they, I got it for Christmas the year it came out, and I played it, oh, God, every day for months trying to get past that level, and I eventually just resigned myself to the fact that it was never going to happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what would you give this uh, on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, I'm
0: probably just going to let it hover around, like, a six and a half. I I think that's fair. Yeah, because, look, it's... I'm not going to say it's a bad game. I think it really is a good game. It gets a bad rap, but I think that the only reason for that is because the other games are just so much better and controls are tighter. But this game really is a a nice-looking game. Uh, it's really fun to play once you kind of get used to the controls. Um, And not that you can really get used to them. It's just you kind of tolerate them after a while. Um, And you do only get like two continues throughout the game. And um, you're going to use those (laughs) unless there's some sort of, which I didn't even bother to look up if there was some sort of a, a cheat code or something like that. I don't know if there's a Konami code to this game or anything. But I really do think it's a good game. It does get a bad rap. But if you just kind of forget all the other Turtles games and just play this, it is a pretty solid platformer. You know, It's a solid side-scroller platformer. And I would recommend having it in your collection because I think pretty much everybody did back in the day. I don't know anybody that didn't own this game. I think it... Came with boxes of cereal at some point or something. (laughs) Hello, little boy.
2: Here's a copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because
0: like you, Wally, I think I got it for Christmas the year it came out because I was such a huge Turtles fan when I was a kid and couldn't wait for this game to come out. And I remember I was like you for just months and months just trying to get past the damn stage. that
1: damn stage yeah the damn damn stage
2: it's the damn
0: stage (laughs) damn stage
1: watch your
2: mouth i am it's the damn
1: stage (laughs) no it's damn stage
0: but i really do like the way the the game is kind of laid out for you because you do have like the overworld system and you can kind of go where you want to go there's no set you know place you have to go first you can kind of go from building the building you know, finding all and they have some really cool power-ups in this game. The scrolls are awesome. The scroll power-up in this game, you just just mow over everything with the scroll. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I like the game. Uh, give it a chance if you've never played it. Uh it, you can pretty much come across this at any flea market or you know, uh retro game store. For a couple of bucks, because this is by no means a rare game whatsoever. I mean, like I said, everybody owned it. What'd you say?
2: I said, I think you can still buy it at Walmart.
0: Yeah, I I think you can. can. (laughs) You can probably get it at your local dollar store or something like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to get myself this knockoff Pringles (laughs) and a copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES.
0: <laughs> but that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Unless you guys have anything you want to throw in about it, no, <laughs> no, I, th- I think you you put it best. Awesome. So, like I said, six and a half. It's okay. It's not great. It could be. I would love love to see an updated version of this game because i I would love to see this like with updated graphics, tighter controls, and on the Switch. That would be awesome. Maybe one day. Maybe, maybe I can run a camp, start a Twitter campaign.
1: That's right. I'll start a petition.
0: Yeah. So, Wally, thank you for coming on the show this week, sir. Of yeah, course, absolutely. thank you for having me. Oh, we'd love I mean, to have
2: we you. We had today. our first ever live corrections.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, Wally Phelps is the official fact checker of the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast. <laughs> and as a
0: matter of fact, coming up soon, we're going to be doing a. Um, a commentary track for Super Mario Brothers, the movie, and Wally will be joining us.
2: Yay! Oh, oh boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the enthusiasm in your voices. <laughs> I've,
1: I've said been it multiple
2: times for years.
1: <laughs> I've said it multiple times, and it's true. When we do this commentary, I'm going to have to have alcohol to get through it. Oh, I think so.
0: Yeah. I think we're all gonna need it. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. me, I'm going to go ahead and get us out of here for this week if I can get to the right page. Here we go. Uh, if you would like to email us, you can email us at nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. You can find us on nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro, at jfunktastic, at derek underscore diamond, and at the real big wall. And you can find me and Wally over at the PCP show, pop culture palette, at PCP show, and pcpradio.com. You can find Derek over at the Derek Diamond Experience. Um, and you can find all this stuff over at nerdcave.com. So, Derek, tell them what it's all about. Say
1: your prayers, Toidles.
0: <laughs> and Wally? <laughs> Live long and smoke meat, Toidles. will see you next week on the Nerd Cave Retro Podcast.
1: You've been listening to a Nerd Cave Network Production.